Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. It's uh, it's Tuesday. I took yesterday off because I had a lot of things to do, and also uh, my Washington Huskies, who I've been a fan of for my entire life, um, had their national championship game. It didn't go as I was hoping it would go, and it was... Uh, it was disappointing. It, 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 the fact is, and you could say there were some questionable calls. I think there were some holding calls that were not called and some that were called that were bad on both sides. There were some PI calls that were bad. But really, the fact is that the Huskies just did not play as well as they normally do. They played their best game in the Sugar Bowl in the in the semifinal. And uh and that's just a fact, you know, that's the way it is. So, uh, congrats to Michigan. It's, uh, it's too bad because opportunities to win a national championship in the college, especially, uh, for teams like the Huskies who are kind of not one of the mainstream teams nationally. Um, they usually finish well in the top 10, but they, they, and they get, they go to bowl games on a regular basis, but getting it to a national title game doesn't come around too often. It's a big, big thing. And again, it's uh, I'm disappointed. It's unfortunate that it didn't go the way that I was hoping it would go. But um, you know, again, congrats, Michigan and uh, at Penix. You go on and have yourself a fabulous NFL career. I hope it's long. I hope it's successful, and I hope that you take a team to the championship and win it at the next level. Anyway, having said that, may go on about a couple of things today. I'm from Seattle and we had, uh, you know, they shut down I-5 for several hours on Saturday. Some of you may or may not have seen that. I'm going to cover some of that and talk about what I think about that load of bullshit. I'm going to take a look at Ray Epps was sentenced today for his involvement in, in the January 6th uh, debacle. And we're going to, we're going to take a look at that. We're going to talk a little bit about equity because I think that's important. Equality versus equity. And, um, Several several other things, you know, immigration, voter ID. It's kind of a mixed bag of stuff today. I've got a lot of stuff to get through. I, I hope that you stick with me. Um, I think that they're interesting topics. I think there's a little bit of weirdness in today's show that's going to be fun as well. And anyway, let's let's get going. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by addressing on Friday's show, which was the last one I did since I you know took yesterday off. Uh, on Friday's show, I came out in support of Vivek Ramaswamy, and. I knew that by doing so, I would be getting uh, some pushback, that I would be getting some hate, that the only Trumpers would uh, be, uh, you know, just as bad as never Trumpers like they are. Like I've been saying all along, man, only Trumpers are just as bad as never Trumpers. And some of them are just as bad as the extreme commie Democrats as far as their intolerance and their inability to accept new information or just accept other people. We're on the same team here. Vivek Ramaswamy is an America first patriot. The legacy media and the deep state hate him while Donald Trump likes him. That's a pretty good endorsement to me. And I've got to go with my gut. And and the the thing, and it doesn't mean I don't like Trump. And Candace Owens said it really well when she said, she put this post on X and she said, I'm not too concerned because she's campaigning for Vivek and is going to support him in Iowa. She says, and she got some pushback too. She says, I'm not, I'm not too concerned. I like Vivek. I like Trump. Not really much else to explain. I mean, it, it, it is that simple. I am who I am, she continued. 
she says, could never say anything bad about the Trump family. They have all been really good to me and are great people behind and in front of the scenes. Probably spent the most time with Don Jr. He's a great person through and through. The vape caught my attention early on, and I want to see him go far in politics. And I can echo that sentiment exactly. That that's, you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. Look, I'm not going to make this a Vivek show, okay? I'm an America First patriot who covers current events, brings them to you, collects them, brings them to you in a one-hour format, and makes opinions and comments on them, okay? That's not going to change. And who I support or don't support as president, as long as I'm not going for some neocon like Nikki Haley or a guy without a personality like DeSanctus or flopping over to Democrat, I don't see what the problem is. I really don't. And and some of the interesting things I get, and I'm, I'm going to just, I'm just going to put this out here real quick, and I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. But some of the comparisons you people are making, you're simply not thinking critically. You're incapable of receiving new information and changing your opinion based on that information. Don't be like that. Don't be intolerant. Don't be an insufferable ass who refuses to accept new information. You know, if you receive new information and still come to the same conclusions and opinions, great, great. But, you know, if you're going to get on somebody's case for believing the way they do and they offer you information on, on why that is, you ought to at least be willing to accept it. That's what adults do, okay? That's what critical thinking people do. I get some of the some of the silliest things, man, that people say about Vivek Ramaswamy. And again, this is not going to be a show about the fake, but I wanted to kick it off this way because I did get some pushback when I came out in support of the fake. So let's put a few things to rest right here. Because some of the things that you people, you need really, really need to listen to yourselves when you say some of these things. Because Here's, here's one, and I'm going to go through a list. Some people say, well, he says, he just says all the right things and what people want to hear. Oh, so you would prefer he said all the wrong things and nothing that you want to hear? Think of it that way. Oh, he's, he's just like Obama. He sounds like Obama. I don't think that's a bad thing. And here's why. Wouldn't the conservative movement be, wouldn't that be amazing if we had a guy that was as charismatic, as loved, and as popular, as intelligent, as articulate, as young, as Barack Obama, but with an America first philosophy instead of a communist philosophy. What is wrong with that? I don't see it as a bad thing. So take your Obama argument. Oh, you sound just like Obama. Really? I don't I don't remember hearing Obama said he was going to abolish the FBI, the Department of Education, the CI or, or the uh the IRS and the, uh, the the CDC reduce the bureaucracy by 75% and put our troops down on the border to secure it. I didn't hear Obama say any of those things. So listen to the content, not the tone. And if again, he's listen to yourself. You're saying that being intelligent, being articulate, being young are bad things. Being successful in business is a bad thing. How, when did these things become a bad thing? This, this sounds like something a freaking commie Democrat would say. Oh, you know, he's too intelligent. He's too articulate. Good grief, people. 
Smooth talker. That's another one I get. I'm sorry he's too articulate for you. Do you not understand him because he's too articulate? In fact, how about this? Maybe maybe if we went this way. Um, is it, th- is this is does this dumb it down enough for you? Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> At a certain point, just shut the fuck up. Okay, there we go. I mean, he goes to Amfest. He, he's he, Trump likes him. There's nothing wrong with this guy. You know, you, you're just so fixated on Trump. You, you liking Trump and liking Vivek do not have to be and should not be mutually exclusive. They can coexist. They can coexist. And and I'm with Candace 100%. Another thing I hear, he's too young. He's wet. One guy told me, he's wet behind the ears. I don't know how old this guy is. That's a pretty old term. I mean, that, that term's older than me, and I'm pretty old. So uh, he, he's wet behind the ears. Uh, I wonder what Thomas Jefferson, you know, was he wet behind the ears when he was 33 years old and led a revolution and helped author the Declaration of Independence? Was that wet behind the ears? The people who founded this country, the people who created the 1776 moment, the people who created from nothing the greatest empire to ever exist on the face of the earth, who pushed back against every conceivable you know, outcome, they should have never gotten anywhere. They had the British army, the most powerful army in the world at the time, and the French after them. And they rebelled, they repelled, and they created a nation that grew into what ours has. And they were all young men. Being young is not a bad thing. Then there's the Soros argument. Oh, he's 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 a Soros plan. He 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 took money from Soros. He okay. I did an entire show on that. It's episode two seventy three. If you if you're interested, if you're capable, if your mind and your if if you have the ability of taking new information and you would like to receive information, I did a full show with all the receipts on the whole Soros bullshit. If you're not willing to do a five year old, could do ten minutes of research and debunk the whole Soros BS. And I've already put it all together for you. It's episode 273 on rumble.com slash the nun report. Episode 273, if you're interested in watching it, I'm not going to explain it again here. I just point everybody to that video again. Uh, someone said, well, he has no he has no experience. So are you saying that you want a career politician? Because I thought that the idea of the America First movement was to get away from career politicians. Did Trump have experience in 2016? How did you feel about him in 2016? Again, listen to yourselves. Listen to what you're saying. And how absurd some of it is when put into the context of what we're talking about. The weirdest one uh, I I heard that Sean Farish pointed out to me, tagged me on X, was uh, he's a rhino. He's probably more America first and more uh, um, more individual rights than Donald Trump is, okay? So, uh, you know, anyone who says that he's a rhino is, I mean, there's someone who's really, really not paying attention and incapable of receiving information or, you know, doing even just the, the slightest amount of research. It's not hard to find this information. I, I, I happen to do it did it do a super deep dive into him from the time his family came over all the way through his education, through his business, 
startups, and acquisitions. I've read his books, two of them, before he was even announcing his presidency or his candidacy for president. I've read two biographies on him. I did a deep dive because that's how my mind works. I want to know about somebody. And the reason I did that is somebody said they brought up the Soros thing. And I thought, well, that would be horrible. I, I, I better look into this. And in the process of looking into that, I did, I mean, I've done probably well over a hundred hours of research. Um, and, and you don't need to do that to get to the, you know, to find out who this guy is. You don't need to go that far, but I don't take my decisions lightly. And I want, I, I, I consider myself to be well-informed. And I also consider myself to be open-minded and open to new information. And I form and change my opinions based on the information I receive. And there's nothing wrong with that either. If you, if, you, know, if, if you think there's anything wrong with, with that or, or, or the things I've said, you don't, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. This is a voluntary show. You don't have to be here. And, um, and I hope that you do stay. And I hope that you do follow my page on uh, Facebook and, and on X. But if, if you don't, you know, I'm not, I, I am who I am. And, and that's, that's definitely not going to change unless I get new information, factual information that alters my opinions and my, my outlook. So anyway, so there we go. Uh, Vivek is out there traveling. He's in Iowa. He has done an insane amount of events and it's snowing back there. DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley, they canceled all their events because, oh, no, it's snowing, it's snowing. Not Vivek. Check it out. The other campaigns are canceling events today, not us. We have multiple events planned across northwest Iowa. We're keeping them intact. If you can't handle the snow, they can't handle Xi Jinping. That's what I would say. I love this process. The best part of it is meeting the voters across the state. So we're going to Woodbury County. We're going to Sioux City right now with an event that's going to start soon. For people seeing this across the state, keep coming out to the events. We're actually going to keep them intact. I know Nikki Ailey and others couldn't handle it. Well, let them do it their way. We're doing it our way. So there we go. Um, and how, how many events has he done? Let's take a look at that because this is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. He is the hardest working candidate out there by far. It's not even close. Not even close. He's done two, and this is just in Iowa. He's done 239 events covering 94 counties. He's done more events than the three other candidates combined. So, you know, he, he he's serious about this. He wants to do this. I think that people are going to be surprised in Iowa. I My prediction is that Donald Trump will win. He will still win. And, but I think Vivek is going to surprise a lot of people. I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there right now. He's going to come in second behind uh, Trump beating both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. That's my prediction. And, uh, you know, for what it's worth. So like I said, Ray Epps, he got, uh, he got sentenced today for his involvement in January 6th. And, he took credit for orchestrating it. He encouraged people to go into the Capitol. He was very, in fact, he's the only person who encouraged people to go into the Capitol. Um, he was sentenced to 12 months probation. He will receive zero jail time. Just pulled up Nick Sorter's uh, post on X because it, it basically just says, says everything. Meanwhile, there are truly peaceful protesters rotting in prison simply for wandering onto Capitol grounds. 
As expected, this is a total miscarriage of justice. Does anyone actually believe Epps is not a federal asset? Look, he's either a federal asset or is uh he's either a federal asset or is shipwreck his 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 theory is that uh he's he immediately after J6, he immediately contacted the feds. He said, "Look, I I I, I freaked out. Um let's talk." And he threw some people under the bus. He gave him a lot of information. He basically turned coat and turned a bunch of people in, fully cooperated with them, and because of that, received the light treatment and sensing. They weren't even going to arrest the guy or charge him with anything until the outcry became so big. But let's remember what Ray Epps did. This is what he did. And people are, people are, you know, they're rotting in prison. People were in solitary confinement for weeks without any trial or due process at all. And this guy gets, by the way, he didn't even have to go to his trial. (laughs) Get that. He phoned it in, literally phoned it in. Didn't even have to go there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The, uh, let's remember, let's get a flashback here and remember what Ray Epps did on January 6th. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? No! Peacefully. Fed, 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 Tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to safe. go, I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Based right. bed posting? Right. <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Monument Hill. We are going to the Capitol where our problems are. It's that direction. Please spread the word. All right. No, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so should we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up there? Yeah. You don't need to get should shot. You arrest us all? Look at him. He's right there. He's encouraging these people to do this. So there you go. There's the guy who, while others are still waiting trial. Well, by the way, they're now going after the thousands of people that were just out on Capitol grounds somewhere. They're going to say, if you were in an area that you weren't supposed to be in, we're going to track you down and arrest you. Thousands. Just for wandering around the Capitol grounds. Not even in the Capitol. Not even, not being violent, not doing anything. Except being there and existing. That's how, that's how authoritarian these people are. That's how much of an example they want to set. And that's what this is. You get that. This is an example so that you will never, ever think of questioning your government again. Because if you do, if you even so much as go to a rally that they don't approve of, if you gather somewhere that they don't like, oh, BLM and Antifa, they can go around and burn down cities all fucking summer long. But you, you extreme domestic extremist, you, if you go to the wrong place at the wrong time, we will put you in prison 
We will add terrorist charges to what you've done and you will rot. That's what they think. And, and that's, the, that's the purpose behind it. You know it. I know it. They know it. It's the elephant in the room. The proverbial elephant in the room. Anyway, all right, moving on. Hey, this this meme came across my feed. I believe it was on X. I think I think it was even it might have even been uh it might have even been Elon Musk that posted it. But it was uh it was this. And equality equity. And it has two two roads. Equality being bright and sunny and equity i happen to agree with this analogy uh see the thing is equality versus equity well if you need to ask yourself and and ask your friends too do you want equal opportunity or do you want equal results and i'll tell you that equal results comes in the form of the lowest common denominator. So if you want equal results across the board, which is equity, then except for the, you know, the political elite and the and the wealthy people, this is this is just for the smelly people as as Bongino says. This is just for us little dweebs down here. The the little people, okay? If you want equity, everyone's going to end up it, it results in the lowest common denominator. Um, equality or, or or equal opportunity. Now that is what the constitutional guarantees. The constitution does not guarantee equity. It, it Equal outcome. No, no. It guarantees equal opportunity. What you do with that opportunity is up to you. See, I come from a, a pretty hardcore work ethic background. And I don't know... Uh, you know, I get new, I get new followers and watchers all the time. So I'll throw this out there once in a while. And I don't say this to brag. I say this because we, we come from a generation where you worked your ass off to achieve any level of success. You made your own luck. And my personal background, my personal story is I left home when I was 15 years old. I went fishing in the Bering Sea in Alaska. Yeah, at 15. I was out on factory trawlers. We, uh, I started out in the processing, down in the processing room, pulling guts out of fish and chopping their heads off and, uh, and packing that, you know, eventually worked in my way into, you know, the freezer rack crew and, and putting all the product down in the freezer hole, which is a good place to be because you never had to wear rain gear. It was kind of cool. But on the factory deck, just a, just a greenhorn where back then it was the Wild West. If you didn't haul ass, you got harassed. You got and the things that they did to, to, to people when they came on as greenhorns on those boats, this was in the 80s, would you, you would get thrown in jail for it today. Okay. It would be, I mean, that's <laughs> when they started having HR departments at these fishing companies, they couldn't believe what was going on. And they put it into it. And I, and I think that's, a, that's good, you know, to an extent. But I also think that 
we've lost a little bit of edge and a little bit of something because we have to be so nice and, you know, equitable to people. I worked 30 hours straight, sometimes more when I was 15. Oh, by the way, the way I got that job was when the boat was down in Seattle. I worked for free, for free, grinding rust and painting for 10 to 12 hours a day just to have the opportunity to have a position to go north with the boat when it left. Unfortunately, I worked my ass off. They recognized that and I got to go. Spent four months up there that first time. Working anywhere from, you know, 16 hours to to 30 hours if we were working one crew, if we were working three shifts. And this was brutal. We would work eight hours on, four hours off. Eight hours on, four hours off. That was your day. And during that four hours, you had to eat. You had to shower. You had to shit. So really... By the time you wound down, it ended up being about three hours. So you're working 16 hours a day and sleeping for maybe six if you're good at it. I would do an eight-hour shift, and then on my four off, I would go up onto deck, and I would learn from the deckhands how to pull the gear in and out, how to sew a net, how to put together the hardware, how to run a crane, how to learn the skills that I needed so that I could get out of that shithole factory processing fish. So I'd work for eight hours in the factory. I'd go up on deck and work during my first four-hour sleep shift. I'd go back down and work for eight hours in the factory, and then I would sleep for four hours. And I did that for months. I was 15 years old. By the time I was 16 and a half, I was up on deck. By the time I was almost 18, I was deck boss on a boat. And I'd worked on several boats by this time. And when I was, that means I was running the deck. I was the guy. I'm, I was a kid. I had 40, 50-year-old men working for me that I was directing, that I was responsible for. Because I worked my ass off to get there. By the time I was 18, I was in the wheelhouse as first mate. I went to school. I got my license, my, my, my merchant mariner's document, which I eventually, eventually worked into an unlimited third mate license, which means I could go out and be third mate on super tankers if I wanted to. It was an ocean's license. I had to learn celestial navigation. I had to take grueling tests and pass them at 90% success rate. It's not easy to get these documents. Long story short, I eventually uh, quit fishing. I got out of the game while I was still fairly young so that I could, in in my 20s, so so that I could uh, raise my family because I wanted to be home. I didn't want to be gone, you know, six, eight months a year. While, uh, while my kids were growing up without me. So I, I took a massive pay cut. By the way, the money was really good up there. <laughs> That's why after <laughs> I, I, I uh, 
as a 15 year old kid, I came home and got an $80,000 settlement. I thought, well, I'm, I'm not going back to school. I'm going to keep doing this. And, uh, and I don't, again, I don't say this to brag, but I, I say this because there was an equal opportunity for other people to do the same things that I did. But not many took that opportunity to its fullest advantage. And, uh, and that's how life is. And, and the, the, the kids nowadays, they want to, it seems like they just want to get a job and immediately come in and get all the benefits, get the high hourly wage. They want to flip burgers at McDonald's and make 20 fucking dollars an hour without, without paying their dues, without creating anything, without working for anything. They just want it given to them. And it's sad. And I think that we've lost a lot of what it means and, and a lot of what the American dream is and, and to become successful, how, what's the motivation to be innovative, to be driven, to go, you know, to go up to Alaska and work months on end in the grueling weather and then advance? Where's the motivation to do that? If everybody is going to be treated the same, if you're handed a $20 an hour, $20 an hour job without having to earn it. So if you want equity, equal outcome versus equality, equal opportunity, you know, you're going to end up with mediocrity because there's not going to be any will. There's not going to be any drive. There's not going to be any motivation for people to push themselves like those who become successful, those who become successful entrepreneurs, those who, who succeed in what they choose to do. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. Even gifted musicians practice hours and hours and hours every single day to get to their dream. And most of them don't. Anyway, I've gone on about that long enough. And again, I, I told I told my personal story on that, not to brag, just to give you a little background on myself, I do have some life experience. I worked my ass off to get to where I am and to have the things that I have. And it pisses me off a little bit, I'll be honest. When I see others being babied and coddled and having things handed to them just because they were born. And without having to work for it. So... Trump was in court today. I don't know what the results of that are. It's it's the hearing for his immunity. It's the appeals process. And then eventually it will get appealed to the Supreme Court. That's the whole deal. And that's why they put the D.C. trial on hold. Outside of the courthouse, some reporters were caught on a hot mic. And, and I apologize for this audio. It's not, it's not entirely uh, there. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play it. And I'll try to be quiet and and I'll try to be quiet and you try to listen because it's important. Basically, you have a group of reporters joking about Donald Trump coming to the courthouse and being assassinated JFK style. See, they're, they're making this normal. They're, the media is throwing out these ideas that, that Trump could be assassinated. 
and eventually some whack job might give it a shot. You know, if it's not the CIA that does it, all they have to do is do a psyop on the Amer- on the on the extreme commie Democrats, and maybe one of those whack jobs will do it. I'm worried about him, and uh, and that brings me. I'm going to back up here a little bit, but let's watch the video first. Here it is. You know, the worst part is even if he has his he's hanging out of it, he'll be on the other side. Of <laughs> I mean, if he's well, driving, we've got a good shot. Yeah, if he's driving with the front window open. Yeah. Or if it's a convertible? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. Like if he just pulls up by like himself. Like JFK? It's like a JFK. A Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh. Maybe someone, just like they told JFK, you know what you should do? They should take a convertible. <laughs> it's so nice out Those people should lose their jobs. I hope that they're identified. But, of course, they work for some legacy media outlet. So nothing will happen. But they should. They should lose their jobs. That, that brings me to back. I want to go back a little bit and back up to what I was talking about at the beginning of this show. Because you, you need to be asking yourselves, who do you want to be president if, for some reason, Trump cannot be? Because... Even if he gets the nomination, he still has to win the general. I think he would. But what if he doesn't get that far? What if they somehow keep him on the ballot? What if he's in prison? What if he's assassinated? What if, you know, he's not a young man. What if he has a heart attack and keels over? What if he steps off the curb and gets hit by a bus? So he could become the nominee. And, And, you know, while I support Vivek, I believe that Trump will become the nominee. And at that time, I will support him 100%. I voted for him twice, and I will get behind him 100% again should he be the eventual nominee. But what you need to ask yourself is when you're looking at who want, who you want to be vice president, who he should select as vice president, I really think you need to ask yourself, who do you want to be president in the event that Trump cannot be? Because again, any number of reasons. He could be in prison. He could be under house arrest. He could be assassinated. He could have, you know, he's old. He's an old man. He could die of natural causes. He could have an accident and die. Even though he's a nominee, doesn't mean he's going to be on the general ballot. So ask yourself, in that event, or should he become elected? Again, he's not a young man. Who do you want to be president? I think it's more important. Usually the VP spot, oh, it's just like a placeholder. People don't take it seriously. They don't really even think, oh, you know, whatever. I mean, they chose Kamala Harris for crying out loud because she was a black woman. And uh, so I think that this election cycle, it's extremely important. And that's why if Donald Trump is the eventual Republican nominee as as it looks likely at this time, I will get behind him 100%. I will also get 100% behind Vivek Ramaswamy being his vice president. I didn't used to think that way. I used to think that, that, um, that Vivek would be better off, you know, maybe as, as a, you know, a special appointment, a czar, so to speak, a demo demolition man and go in there and take out 
uh, you know, abolish the departments, do all the stuff he wants to do, eliminate 75% of the bureaucracy. He could be that specialized hitman, that that demolition man in the administration or at some other high-level cabinet position, maybe even uh, chief of staff. So he could operate closely with Trump. But the more I've thought about it, and my and my wife Terry and I have had these discussions, and and you know she's she's spot on, and she convinced me that to take this vice president thing extremely serious this election cycle, that it's not some placeholder, it's not somebody that's just going to be running with the president, not somebody who's just going to be going around doing school lunch programs and that sort of junk. Right, it's somebody who very likely could become president either before the general election or after. Things can happen. And people, I've said it before, hold on to your seats this year. Keep your seatbelts fastened. Keep your arms and legs inside of the vehicle because it's going to be moving at a very rapid pace. And we're going to see some things happen that that are going to blow us away. I mean, there's politics has become extremely, extremely bloodthirsty. It's always been a blood sport, but man, these, these commie Democrats, they will stop at nothing to remain in power. All right, it's time for a little bit of weirdness. And on, on this this bit of weirdness, um, excuse me for a minute. On this bit of weirdness, I need to I need to warn you if, if you if you're sensitive, if you uh, if you have ch- uh, young children uh, present while you're watching this, uh, just viewer be advised. Okay, that, that this is graphic and um, the net reports about truth, freedom and weirdness. This is your weirdness of the day. I've prepared you uh, again. If you're sensitive or if you have children around, you know, just be advised that uh, this could be disturbing to some. And that is a picture of Dylan Mulvaney at the Golden Globes Award. And why do they always look like this? This is that is that a demon? I think it's a demon. Why do they always look so demonic and, and possessed? That doesn't even look real. It it, it looks... Hey, 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 dude. And you are a dude. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. They don't live a real life. Even this guy, what a grifter, man. He's He was so desperate for attention, so desperate to go to events like this, so desperate to be this big influencer that he has been pretending to be a woman. <laughs> and he was rewarded for it. <laughs> he got what he wanted. He got his endorsements. He got his uh, influencer dollars. He gets to go to the red carpet and get his picture taken at the Golden Globes. <laughs> you people are idiots, man. I swear to God, you you lefty loonies. The fact that you would elevate a person like this because they pretend to be something that they're not and will never be. It's just, it's just, it's just pathetic, man. You, You people, you people are absolutely pathetic. Over the weekend in Seattle, we had, uh, some people, uh, pro Hamas, Hamas supporters, terrorist supporters, that were out there, they decided to shut down I-5. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Seattle, but when you go through downtown Seattle, it, it's, it, it, was, it wasn't it was designed well. Uh, but it's designed in a way that the freeway can only be so wide, there's only so much space, and it's, it creates incredible traffic issues just naturally. And they these protesters, they went out on I-5 and shut it down southbound. It was, it was shut down for hours 
on Saturday. Traffic backed up for miles. They shut down, not only that, they shut down an off-ramp. And the police refused to arrest them. In fact, nobody was, to, to this day, it's now Tuesday, this happened on Saturday, not a single person has been arrested, not a single person has been charged with any sort of crime. And it's unbelievable. So let, let me give you an idea of what, what it happened. Washington State Patrol, that the governor of the state says, oh, that's a, that's Washington State Patrol's job, not ours. They take care of the highways. The Washington State Patrol has come out and said that, well, you know, for the safety of everybody, we uh, we didn't do it. You know, we didn't clear them because, you know, in the interest of safety, whatever the hell that means. So you let these people shut down a driveway. They block it like this. There's an emergency vehicle right there, an ambulance that can't get through because all these dipshits are on the freeway. And this, this video is from Jason Rance. Jason Rance was there. He's a, a local reporter out here and um, got a lot of this video that people are using. A lot, In fact, most of the video you see out there is from Jason Rance. So hat tip, hat, hat tip to him. Look at these morons. They shut down the full freeway. And then you see the, the police are out there and doing nothing, just sitting there. And in fact, they try to negotiate with him. Here's another shot. So... What the cops are doing is they're going to parlay. Look at them. This is like a, a negotiation. They're, they're going to, you have sheriffs uh, there. You have, I believe, uh, SPD, Seattle Police Department, uh, represented there. And they're going to go meet with these uh, dipshits who are illegally, unlawfully closing down this highway you're not even supposed to be on the freeway they should all be arrested they should all be arrested and put in buses and put in fucking jail but oh no 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 we're gonna go have a parlay and again jason rance thank you for the video they (laughs) do you think they're gonna do it again they flat out come out and said look we were so powerful that they didn't do anything we are going to keep doing this until we get what we want. And they will. If there's no consequences, and it goes back to what I was talking about, equity versus equality, this is actually connected to that. If you don't have consequences for your actions, then they're going to, people do really bad things. People do things they would otherwise never do if they were actually going to go to jail because they did it or if they thought they were going to get caught. If people don't think they're ever going to get caught and there's never any consequences, it sets up a culture of, permissiveness without consequence and you get shit like this and these kids man they don't grow up they're pathetic immature assholes and by doing what they did it did not move these sorts of things blocking roads it does not move the political dial a single fucking inch not an inch all you're doing is conveniencing a ton of people for your selfish little bullshit pity party that doesn't change a thing. It doesn't bring attention to your cause. It doesn't change the your political position. It doesn't change a thing for you or for your cause. It changes a lot for those people who had to get to work, who couldn't get to work, for those people who were going to visit family who couldn't get there, for that ambulance who couldn't get there. By the way, the police, instead of arresting these people, they just diverted traffic. They were ha- had people pull, do U-turns on the freeway to cl- unclog the traffic and to get them off the road. 
they closed the freeway further up the line, so and they were diverting people onto surface surface streets. So it fucked up not only the traffic on the freeway, but now you've got all this traffic flowing onto surface streets. How many uh, emergency vehicles couldn't get through there? I don't know if that's even if you can even determine that. But these idiots, they decided to have a little dance here. This is a major interstate. It, this is the main interstate between Canada and Mexico. It runs down the entire West Coast. You can see they have most of the cars cleared out by this point. But then when they finally decided to leave because it started to rain and it was getting dark and the little boys needed to go back home to their mommy's basement and play their little video games and watch their fucking porn. They left a bunch of cars behind. So the people left and there were cars involved in this stoppage. That's how they got the initial stoppage. They left all these cars behind, still blocking the freeway. It's not the only place this is happening. This is this hap- happens in New York. In New York, at least they arrest people when they do shit like this. But until they arrest people, things like this happen. This is a cab driver in New York. This video popped across my feed. I was like, well, man. And, and you know who's going to get in trouble? If he took this any further, this, this gentleman, and he's rightly pissed off. These people are unlawfully blocking a road. And this cab driver's just trying to do his job. Just trying to do his job, man. He went out there and got a little bit aggressive. Now, if it had gone to the next level where he actually assaulted a person, guess who would have gotten in trouble? Guess who would have been arrested? You're disrupting traffic, idiots. You can't do that. That's against the law. He's just trying to get to work. So that one ended fairly well. Um, Nobody got run over. Uh, Nobody was assaulted. But that's where it leads. Eventually, if they keep allowing this shit to happen in these pants, they can stop it anytime they want. They can stop it. But, you know, equity. They can stop it. They started arresting these people and giving them sentences in jail. County lockup. Give them a few weeks in there or a few months. They'll stop doing it. Because there's consequences for their actions. But when you just let them do this, they're going to keep doing it. And eventually it's going to become violent because people are going to get fed up with it. They're going to get tired of it. People, I mean, it's already happening. You see people running over people in their cars because people won't get out of the fucking road. And that's where it's going to lead eventually. People are going to be fed up enough. You can only push people so far. You can only inconvenience them so much. You can only be so much of an asshole 
before they're going to take it into their own hands. And um, you people need to need to think about that. Of course, these people don't think. <laughs> they certainly don't watch this show either. But um, I, I think you get my point. You get my point, right? Um, I'm going to, I had a bunch of other stuff I was going to show today, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to end with this last little thing and then we'll close it out. Um, oh heck we might, I'm going to do a couple of different things, but this one I do want to show it's about voter ID. This guy, uh, he, he does these sorts of videos and he went to some, you know, universities and asked white people what they thought about voter ID. And then he went to Harlem and he asked some black people because liberals try to tell you that requiring voter ID, even though every country in the fucking world does. Anyway, <laughs> this is a pet, pet peeve of mine. And, and, and by the way, Vivek Ramaswamy's platform, make voting day a national holiday. Voter ID required paper ballots in person voting. That's his platform. And I agree with every single one of those points. Yeah, he's a real rhino, all right. <laughs> you people, again, listen to yourselves back to the beginning of the show. Um, but they'll try to tell you that it's racist to have voter ID because black people, I guess, are too stupid to find their way to the DMV and get an ID, even if it's free. How insulting is that? How incredibly insulting is that to an entire race of people to, to imply that they're too dumb to get an ID to vote? Why do you keep voting for them? Well, because they, 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 you know, they're all about equal rights, are they? Seems to me they're more about keeping the the black person down and dependent and voting for them. Check it out. I'm Ami Horowitz and I'm here in Berkeley, California to find out if voter ID laws suppress the black vote. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist and <laughs> they're bad. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would you say they're, would you go as far as to say they're, they're, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African-American vote? Definitely. Uh, because they're less likely to have state IDs. Minority voters are less likely to have the kinds of IDs that... People buy this shit. These useful idiots, the, the media and their extreme commie Democrat masters tell them that, oh, yeah, black people can't get IDs and they're less likely to vote. It's, it would, it would, uh, dis, you know, it would disenfranchise their vote because they can't get ID to go vote. They're too dumb to do that. And these people actually fucking believe it. They actually buy into this crap and then repeat it as they just regurgitate what they're told to regurgitate like the useful idiots they are. Anyway. Being um, described or required. These type of people don't live in areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. Really? I, I don't think very many people live very far from a DMV. Or some sort of government office where you could get an ID. Anyway. Get IDs um, you do over the internet. 
Does that also make it difficult for, for black people in particular? Yeah, you have to have access to the internet. You have to be able to pay an internet service provider for certain fees. And black people are, do you understand what he said? They don't have access to the internet because they're too poor to pay for the fucking service providers. Oh, these people are insufferable. They, and these people are victims. They're just, again, they're just useful idiots. They're just repeating what they're told from their extreme commie Democrat masters. Think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how, of like how it works. Did you hear that? The question was, do you feel it's harder for black people to go online? And her response as this white liberal useful idiot was, oh, I feel like they don't have the knowledge to do that. You're a racist and a bigot. Everything that you accuse conservatives of being is what you are. A lot of people have smartphones, but you might not have data. For most of the communities, they don't really know what is out there just because they're not aware or like they're not informed. I also think there's a repression of like... These little... Talk about wet behind the ears. Uh, so these little uh, late teen and early 20 uh, liberal nut jobs are... They've got it all figured out. These people aren't smart. They don't have access. They don't understand how the phones work. They can't get to the DMV because they live too far away. They're too dumb because they're black. That's what they're saying. Unbelievable. Black voting with... Um, how they, how if you're a convicted felon, like you're not allowed to vote and everything. And when you look at swing states like Florida, that's a huge population of the, of the like African Americans. Now I'm here. Oh, and black people are also criminals. <laughs> oh man. Now he's going to head to Harlem and ask some black people what they think or uh, about ID and if they have it. We're in East Harlem to ask black people their thoughts on what you just heard. Do you have ID normally? You carry ID around? Yes, I have state ID. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody, who, any black person who doesn't carry ID? No. Everyone that I know has an ID. Why would they think we don't have ID? <laughs> That's a lie. Why would they say that? Do you have ID? Yes. Because I have my ID and my friends have their ID, so like, we know what we need to carry around. Yeah, everybody that I know have ID. Like, that's one of the ID? things you need to walk around with New York with, an ID. Do you know any black adult who does not have ID? No, I don't. Is it a weird thing to even say that? Yes, it is. <laughs> what is this, some, some type of uh, trick candy camera? I like know, that? right? That's the only thing I brought with me. Those are legit, yeah. legit IDs. I heard a lot also that uh, black people can't figure out how to get to the DMV. Really? Is that, that, what does that say to you? I know it's that, it's on 25th Street. Do you know where the ID, the, the DMV is around you? It's on 125th Street and 3rd Avenue, I believe. You know how to get there? Yeah. Do you have a problem getting there if you have to get there? No. It's, I know these sound like silly questions. You know how to get the DMV? Of course. You know where it is? Yes. You can get there? Uh-huh. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Just checking. Okay. And I also heard a lot that black people, especially poor black people, have no access to the internet, can't figure out how to use the internet. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's just stupidity, honestly. Everybody has access to the internet. Even a little kid can figure out how to work the internet. Right. I had access to the internet for years. You know how to use it properly, right? Exactly. I do it at work. So, of course, I know how to use it. Smart. My kids know how to use it. They all have iPads, iPods, whatever. Your phone has data? Mm-hmm. You can actually Unlimited. With, unlimited data. Mm-hmm. I use my phone as a hotspot. What does that say to you for the people who have this perception of like, 
Um, uh, they're pretty much ignorant. Uh, that's what my thought process on. I just think that's ignorant. 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 Very, very ignorant. Very, very ignorant. Does it sound racist for somebody to say that? I, I think it is a little racist because, you know, you're putting um, people in a category and you have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe a little bit of racist in it, but like I said, I think it's more stupidity and ignorance. You're judging somebody, like, but you're judging them because they're black, saying that they don't got it. What people are they talking to? <laughs> what are, who are these people talking to? Do you have a problem that if you go to vote and they say, can we please see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? Are you love cool? showing my ID. You have no problem with that? Nope. Would you have a problem if when you go to vote, if they say, can we please just see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? Do you have an issue with that? No. Would you have a problem if there was a rule where you have to show your ID in order to vote? I don't think so. No. Would you have an issue if there was a rule saying you got to show your ID before you vote? No. Are you cool with that? Yeah. I wasn't going to show the full clip because it's four minutes. I don't think I've ever run a four-minute clip on here, but it's, it was just too good not to. I mean, really, right? And so you get that, uh, you extreme commie Democrats and you uh, white leftist useful idiots out there, you're ignorant racists. The black community says that you are ignorant racists because you think they can't get an ID, they can't use the internet, and they don't know where the DMV is. On that note, <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it up, man. Thanks for watching. It's been a fun. It's been a fun show. I, I got to talk a little about personal stuff. I got into a, a little bit more of my belief system and how I, you know, form opinions and that sort of thing. My background. And if you listen, if you made it this far, I appreciate it. Please follow and, and please share. By the way, and if you're watching this video on Rumble, rumble.com slash the nun report is where it's at. If you are, please make sure to hit that thumb up on the bottom and please share my videos out to help grow and help spread the word. Because, you know, hey, man, I may not be the greatest. I'm certainly no Dan Bongino, but I am speaking the truth and I am coming from a I'm a patriot trying to get word out there, get information out there. I'd appreciate your support. Share the video. Watch the video. Smash that thumbs up button. Rumble.com slash The Nun Report. Uh, I'm on all the socials at The Nun Report as well, except for Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at Nun Report because I didn't get the there. That account got nuked. So on X, I should say, it's at Nun Report. Everywhere else, it's at The Nun Report. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. One stop, one shop. You can get everything all in one place, linked right into everything because I know how to use the internet too, just like every other American that's older than the age of three including black people. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, thanks again for watching. As always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.